I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And uh, if you missed our last segment uh, with pollster Scott Rasmussen, uh, I loved the term he used there that uh, the over $300 million has already been spent on uh, advertising buys in the state of Georgia uh, between now and January the 5th when they have their special election, their runoff election for the two Senate seats there in the state of Georgia. Uh, if we thought things were bad this election cycle here in the state of Utah, uh, that is just going to be a drop in the drop of a bucket uh, compared to what's going on down in Georgia. And I love that Scott Rasmussen called it civic pollution. <laughs> I, I would like to have a whole campaign around getting rid of civic pollution. And, and it's actually one of those good things that, that we all ought to think about. How much civic pollution are we consuming and how much civic pollution are we producing? Uh, what is our civic pollution footprint? We often talk about what people's uh, you know footprint is in terms of what they use and what they throw away and all of those kinds of things, uh, your carbon footprint and all of those things. But uh, what about a civic pollution footprint? What does that look like? Uh, would it be large or small? Would it uh, be toxic? Uh, those are some good questions to ask about. And uh, along those same lines, I think a lot of this civic pollution is also starting to impact uh, our mental health and our mental fitness. And uh, as you listen to this show, you know this is something that's important to me in terms of making sure that we help people uh, maintain a good mental outlook uh, because it, it leads to so many other things uh, in terms of mental health, in terms of addiction, uh, depression, homelessness. There's just all of these things are so interconnected and we have to look at them that way and we have to be willing to talk about them that way. And that's one of the real challenges, especially relating to mental health, is there's so many things that uh, we have allowed to be taboo over the years that you can't talk about certain things uh, in the workplace or uh, with friends. And uh, there's a great virtual event that is taking place tomorrow. Uh, it is called Mental Fitness. It's uh, Utah Tech and uh, Venture Capitalists leading the way and so this is tomorrow, virtual events at 1 p.m. And the, the thing I love about the setup to this virtual event is that you've got eight of Utah's um, main venture capital firms are going to take the uh, room here. It's a uh, pledge uh, at a virtual online event to promote, to promote mental fitness in the workplace. 
And so you've got uh, groups like uh, Kickstart Fund. you got Kurt Roberts there, Ryan Hemingway of Epic Ventures, uh, Corey and Mallory Stevens of Taft Clothing, uh, Ben Capel of Peterson Ventures, uh, and a host of others that are all joining in on this. And it, it's so important that we create space uh, to talk about mental fitness in the workplace. We talk about physical fitness in the workplace, and we have uh, parts of our healthcare plans or things you can sign up for that will help you with a workout program or get, send you a reminder to make sure that you get your annual physical or that you got your flu shot when you were supposed to. Uh, but we need the same thing for mental health. And having some of the leaders in uh, Utah's uh, VC space Leading out on that, I think, is absolutely tremendous. We're hoping to get a few of them on as we go through the week this week uh, to talk about why this initiative is so important to them, how it fits into their business strategy. Uh, it's always interesting to talk to the, the tech folks and the VC folks uh, when it comes to how does mental health, how does that kind of culture uh, become vital to what you're doing as, a, as an organization? And especially as we come out of a contentious political cycle as we're in the throes of a very long and prolonged uh, pandemic and a lot of isolation, a lot of disconnection, a lot of working from home and all of those kinds of things. Uh, how do we make sure that we maintain that mental fitness? It is so critical for us. Uh, and so a couple of things. Uh, I want to go back to something that our good friend Jenny Howe, who often joins us when we're talking about mental health, uh, everyone's going to deal with stress. Stress is just part of being alive. And there, there's really two kinds of stress. There's distress, which is what we normally think about when our blood pressure goes up or we're feeling anxiety or we're, we're exhausted or whatever it may be. Uh, but there's also this uh, thing called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, eustress, which is more of the, the positive stress. Gives you a little boost of adrenaline. If you're being chased by a bear, that's a good, uh, a good thing to get pumping in your body. Uh, and so there's, there are some positive things to it as well. But the, the key is, is to be aware of what's going on. And the thing that Jenny Howe always reminds me, and I always have to remind myself of this, is a good way to tell if you are getting burned out or if you are getting into a dangerous space relating to your mental health is, is looking at three things, the intensity, the frequency, and the duration. So all of us are going to experience that kind of stress or even some mental ups and downs, uh, and that's okay. Uh, the challenge is, is how often is it happening more and more often? So frequency, check that out. The intensity, uh, is it something that you can deal with and move on during the day? Or does it uh, does it paralyze you for 24 hours? Or does it uh, cause you to, to miss work, miss events, miss uh, time with family? So frequency, intensity, and then, of course, the duration. Uh, how long is it lasting? Uh, so those are good three good ways to make sure you're on the, the right path, that you're not letting that mental health uh, get uh, out of control or get into a space uh, that's going to be harmful to you moving along. Uh, I want to hit just a couple of ideas quickly here as it relates to mental health, and we'll continue to talk about this, of course, uh, as we always do on this program. But there are some ways to, to get a little more mentally fit uh, and uh, moving forward that way. And, of course, one of those is disconnecting. Uh, if you're always high strung, always functioning at a, an 11, uh, if everything's always that intense, uh, that's you got to disconnect from time to time. Uh, you've also got to look for uh, what I call energy returning activities. We all have things in our day that drain us, that take energy away from us, that wear us out, run us down. But there are also things that give you energy back. 
And that may be, for some, that may be writing. For some, that may be interacting with a certain person. For some, that might be helping someone else, coaching, mentoring. Uh, Those are all things that actually give me a little energy back. And so finding out what those energy return opportunities are and then making sure, even when you're in the midst of really stressful times, that you're incorporating some of those energy return things. I think it's one of the most important things that a staff member or a chief of staff does for a leader is to make sure that as they look at a really stressful day, they're going to find, okay, we need to give her some energy returning activities here uh, just to keep her going. Or we need him to make sure he's spending some time in this space because we know that energizes him and gets him going. So look for those energy return moments. Uh, And then finally, I think one of the most important things, biggest challenges, I think, in our day, because we're moving so fast, is learning to just be still and be present to the moment. Uh, it's why many of us get exhausted because we're not present. We're both looking back at the past and we're analyzing and we're, we're working through that. We're projecting everything forward, uh, which is why I always cringe when I hear the new normal, because the new normal says you're projecting whatever's happening now in perpetuity. That's stressful especially in the middle of a pandemic. So just call it the new now. This is where we are right now. We're going to deal with this new and we're going to deal with it now. And we're going to be present. We're going to be here now, be present. Uh, and I, I promise you, just doing that alone uh, reduces a lot of the stress uh, because you're not doing the mental gymnastics of remembering how awful it was last time or projecting that it's going to be this awful or worse into the future. So you, you got to be present. You got to be still. So a lot of great opportunities as we head uh, into December. Uh, Again, there's a lot of stressors in December for sure. And so make sure that you start your December uh, with a good focus on your mental health and your mental fitness. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. And when we come back, we're going to talk about something that will really help your mental well-being. We talked about Giving Tuesday yesterday. I'm going to give you something new for a Wednesday. Find out what next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.